We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed. Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Wednesday, January 10th. We'll be taking a look at tonight's eight-game NBA slate. We still got some NHL going on. We got some props. We got some pick'em. We got we got tons of stuff going on here at Roto Grinders. We got golf, PGA, PGA's back, MMA's coming back this week. So definitely tune in to the show this week and all of our content. Hit that thumbs up button. You know how much I like the thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know always when we go live. Join with me on this Wednesday. It's getting cold. It's getting cold out there. But uh, but we're we're nice and warm inside. It's mean. Kyle Murray talking about an NBA slate at 11 o'clock in the morning. Because that's always the best time to talk about NBA. When uh, it's, uh, before 17 pieces of news comes in that uh, are going to change everything. Yeah, especially on a big slate. But um Always good to talk props in the morning. You know, they, they, uh, the, the lines move a lot on these props. So I, I always recommend getting in there early. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, you kind of get a, a yin and a yang here early in the morning for NBA. But, uh, yeah, I think it's eight games and they have a couple of games left off the night slate too, like DraftKings has been doing. But you can always, you know, target those games for props as well. So yeah, it's a, it's a good slate. Right. The, 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 the problem with props though is that sometimes you take, you know, I take a look at our statistical projections, right? We have, we have them right here, our premium projections. Now, I mean, uh, I don't know if there were any manual updates. The ownership has been updated. Okay, well, 10 hours ago, whatever. I take a look at the stuff, and, you know, what, what ends up happening, Kyle, is that, uh, you know, you go, okay, well, first thing you look and you say, okay, what are the injury situations? Who are we waiting on? Like, I'm assuming that, you know, betting on Boston Celtics props today, either the numbers are not up or you wouldn't want to anyway because – who knows who's playing? But yeah. then you look at some other games and you go, okay, well, Washington, Indiana, this doesn't seem to be anything wrong. You know, no one's on the injury report or no one's, you know, on the questionable or whatever the hell it is. Uh, and then next thing you know, you know, half the team is out or something. You know, Kyle Kuzma yeah. decides to not play or something. Like, and then every prop that you took is like, oh, that's like the opposite of what it, like, like, 
It's like you took yeah. you took unders on two people, and then a guy, <laughs> the other guy's out, and now you're sitting there going, "Whoops!" So how how do you how do you handle NBA props early? Yeah, I will say this year I feel like I mean, and I have no math or anything to back this up but at least for me personally i feel like this year uh hasn't been as bad of like you know getting news that sort of ruin a prop later like i feel like two years ago it was happening all the time but uh yeah this year i feel like it's been pretty tame obviously they have a couple of new rules for uh injuries and stuff you know and guys like some of the top players they have to play i think what is it 65 games or something to qualify for these awards so guys are playing more uh but so i think that probably helps some things but i, I think sometimes you just sort of have to it's just part of the variance of betting, I guess. Like if you have a prop early, I think from the, I guess when you compare getting a good prop early, like, you know, you get someone, you take their points prop and over and it moves two points by the time, you know, lock comes around. That's happened a handful of times. I think it's sort of, I think that happens more often than you take a guy and he, he's, his teammate is ruled out or whatever, and you have his under and that sort of ruined. So I think it's just sort of part of the aspect of it. And then even sometimes you can say, Hey, Boston is, 13 point favorites here against the Spurs there's a good chance that maybe Jalen Brown or Tatum sits maybe you are looking at you know one of their overs or you know you can do things like that as well so um I I would say that for the most part it's something that you can't really uh do much about you just sort of look for the best lines and let the chips fall as they may uh, and so far this year at least in my opinion uh, it hasn't been too bad and like I said I think I've had more luck getting a good line early on in the day uh, like sometimes I'll look at props at two or three in the morning just because I'm up and doing nothing. And uh, that's sort of the way I like to do it. But uh, and then I get a lot of good lines that way. And I feel like I've had more luck that way than, you know, getting unlucky with uh, with news as the day goes on. Right. Typically, I don't mind uh, uh, when it's 50 50 on a questionable team. I don't mind taking the overs on the stars. Yeah. Right. The overs on this, you know, because. Worst thing that happens is that you know if that guy is out, number one, your 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 bet's going to get voided, so you yeah. don't have to worry about it. Uh, and then you know you're not stuck in a situation. It's, it's typically the unders, and truthfully, a lot of times the best numbers are the unders. Yeah. A lot of times you're looking and and you'll and you're, you're seeing here it's like oh Embiid Embiid is out today for the for the the Seventy Sixers right, and maybe maybe there's some you know maxi unders. Maybe his lines are set too high. I'm not saying they are. I'm just giving you an example. Uh, and then next thing you know, like half the, the rest of the team sits out. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that, that – now the line moves against you later in the day and you've gotten a worse number, four points off. And, yeah. like, there's a different story because, if you know, if you take someone and – right? Giannis sits out and you have Middleton's Drew Holiday. You know, well, not anymore, Drew Holiday. I don't – follow the the NBA Dame Lillard's overs like you feel much more comfortable then yeah but it's the it's the unders I, I've got I've gotten screwed to, so many times on oh, okay yeah. there's nothing going on with this team right so it's like okay I'll take this under that under this under and then next thing you know it's like oh uh Halliburton's out it's like well that screws everything up it's like I did all these rejection moves now it's like my unders are like to like 42 percent chances and it's like oh, yeah I just threw away money there yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you're. I mean, for the most part, unless a guy is returning unexpectedly, your over numbers are probably never going to get worse. So that's a good point, uh, unless you know projections change for whatever reason. But uh, for the most part, you know, when you project a guy out, he his never his overs typically aren't going to get worse as much as maybe unders are if someone's ruled out. So that's a, that's a good point as well. Because the only thing that we, I mean, today isn't that bad outside of the Celtics. Basically, I look at this and go, okay, we need to know about the Celtics. We need to know about Zion Williamson. 
and probably Clint Capella, I guess, to some extent, right? Yeah, Zion is the big questionable tag. Obviously, the two biggest pieces of news we already got with him beating Halliburton being out. So, um, yeah, I would say Zion is definitely the biggest piece of news. Capella sounds pretty questionable. Uh, it sounds like Melton might return. He's missed the last few games. Um, so, and then, yeah, obviously the, the Celtics as well. For I feel like the Celtics have been sort of questionable all year long. Um, and it seems like they've been sort of rotating these guys out, like giving them like days off almost in shifts, uh, at least as of late. And obviously tough matchup here against Minnesota. Maybe they want to be at full strength here. Um, so I would assume these guys play unless they are truly uh, too hurt to play, uh, which that doesn't appear to be, have been the case for the most part of the year where they've been questionable in playing. Um, but yeah, I would say Zion is the big news. He missed last game. Uh, so he's probably extremely questionable here, but um, yeah, the rest of well, the big well, let's news. Let's talk yeah. about that situation then, then Kyle. Yeah. If Zion Zion is currently projected in our projections, which you could get if you're a Roto Grinders Combo Premium member, feel free to click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. Like we project the questionable guys in doubtful guys, we don't right guys that are already ruled out or whatever, we don't questionable. We leave in now a lot of times, especially in these types of situations. Throughout the course of the day, we'll release what's called "what if" projections. Yeah. So they won't be they won't be accounted in lineup HQ, but you'll be able to go to the page where if Zion Williamson is out, this is what we project the rest of the Pelicans to be. So you'll get that you'll you'll get that information if you want to pre-plan for that. Obviously, those projections will end up being updated within a couple of minutes when we do get the actual news if Zion is playing. But if you want yeah. to get a head start, that's always available for you. But I'm assuming if Zion is is out, I mean, the are the standard people that you play. I mean, they basically what Joe Val and and Ingram and all those guys. I mean, like remember, I'm not playing NBA DFS anymore. So to me, like keeping up with when I when I bet on props, Kyle, I'm looking at I'm looking at a pay. I'm looking at our prop model, right? I'm looking at the pick'em tool, and it's like I died. I, I mean, I I I want to a, a a prize picks card yesterday and I wasn't aware what teams like <laughs> I didn't realize OG Ananobi was on the Knicks. <laughs> that, right? That's, that's pretty, that's pretty new though. Knicks. I was looking, I was like, why, what, where, where's RJ Barrett on the, like why I, I go to DraftKings and I'm betting on props also. And I'm looking yeah. for the RJ Barrett Knicks <laughs> props. And I'm like, why isn't, why isn't his combo prop here? And it's like, oh, he's not on the Knicks anymore. Right. That's because, pretty that's pretty recent at least. That's not too bad. That happened a few days right, that's ago. Not, so that's that's not, not too bad. Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, but that's 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 my perspective. Like if yeah, if, like I, I, I'm not I'm not dealing with NBA DFS. I I decided like it's not worth the time. But to be fair, the fact that they're starting to cut off these later games making makes me more and more apt. I still don't think I do it, but I mean more and more apt to get back into NBA DFS. But I yeah. I'd much rather Kyle, I'd much rather, like you do, two, three in the morning or, you know, two, three in the afternoon, go look and go, okay, I'm going to bang out like 50 NBA props. Yeah. And then close my laptop and be done and just play. There you like, go. I'm, I'm right. I mean, it's just like, I don't, there's no swapping. I don't have to care what other people do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, I'm getting a better return than like DFS cash games. So it's like, okay, it is what it is. And then I'll play NHL. I'll, I'll play NHL. Like I'll play NHL tonight, but I won't play NBA because of it. But getting back on track, like, what's this? What 
Is there going to be value? If any of these questionable guys, let's go through like Capella, Melton, Zion, the Boston guys. Is there any like value guys that like if if some of these guys are out, you're going to it's going to be one of these guys that are like 80 percent on that you're going to have to play. Like that's kind of what I'm looking for for DFS. Yeah, um, 80 percent. I don't know. I don't I don't I wouldn't say, you know, one of those like automatic smash value plays that just you know are instantly in lineups but definitely some guys in the mid tier that are, are going to get a lot better obviously if zion's out ingram and mccollum get the biggest bumps joel gets a slight boost you, you, you still always have to worry about joel's minutes uh, especially in the spot against golden state where they could easily go small um i think joel could be a little bit uh suspect with his minutes here but um ingram mccollum would be smash plays and then trey murphy would also be a pretty solid value i guess value-ish play not really super cheap but uh, cheap enough. Um, so Murphy would probably stand out a little bit. Maybe Najee Marshall from a value perspective as well, because I, I think uh, Jose Alvarado is also either questionable or doubtful. Um, but if he's also out, then you know, that's another 18, 17, 18 minutes a game that are going to be out of the rotation that would help a guy like Najee Marshall. So I would say Marshall and Murphy would be the cheap guys for the Pelicans. Um, if Boston, uh, if Porzingis is out for Boston, you know, you'll have the Sam Hauser type plays that will pop up a little bit. Um, again, I don't think these are smash plays that are from a value perspective where you're just jamming in. But if Drew Holiday and Porzingis are out, there's a couple of guys. Peyton Pritchard would be pretty interesting. Um, Pritchard's already been playing about 20, 22 minutes as of late. Uh, he's kind of got a natural bump based on his minutes, um, which has been nice to see. And he's always been a pretty productive guy. So Pritchard would stand out. Uh, and then Derek White, definitely not a value guy. But if Drew Holiday's out, uh, he does get a pretty solid boost. Um, actually with both of those guys off the floor this year. Uh, and it's not even a too bad of a sample. 227 minutes for Derek White. His usage rate goes up to 28%, an 8% boost on the year, which is by far the highest that anyone sees on this Boston team. So if both of those guys are out, looking at Derek White as a strong mid-range play, Pritchard uh, and Hauser as um, you know value plays. We actually just got some news. Al Horford is at shoot-around, so I guess we'll see if uh, Drew Holiday and Porzingis are also there pretty soon here. And then there's two games on the slate that have, I mean, the totals have gotten insane in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Right. So we have, we have obviously, we have Washington, Indiana, Indiana, 253 total. Uh, I mean, how do you not play? I mean, the, the only thing about the Pacers, right? We take a look at the, the Wizards side, I mean, slightly also, but the Pacers, does anyone play more than 30 minutes? That's a good question. Um, I feel like, you know, with Halliburton out, they obviously they have a lot of guys. They have like a 12. We have met, I think, a 12 or 11 man rotation here. Um, yeah, so I've probably not. Like, good luck. I look at this and I go, oh, the Patriots are going to score a lot of points. Yeah. All these guys are in like the four to six K range. Good luck figuring out who's getting the ceiling game. Is it going to be Nemhard? Is it going to be Smith? Is it going to be Bruce Brown? G.J. McConnell, 6,700. I mean, Aaron Neesmith, but Mathurin, Buddy Heald. It just feels like, it feels like you're just, like, good luck. Like, good, like someone's going to, I think someone's going to do well enough that you may want them, but how are you supposed to figure this? With, they have the 130 implied team total, and it's not yeah. even that large, big of a spread. Do you just play a bunch of them? I mean, it's not like they value, they, they don't rate out that well from a mean perspective but you can't deny that the ceilings are here when the Pacers have that high of a total yeah absolutely um you know I, I think the thing is with Halliburton being ruled out 
so early. DK priced these guys up pretty early. So McConnell, I think he's six seven on DraftKings. And you know, we I, I was on the morning grind with Stevie, so we did that last night, you know, at 10, and we were talking about this game. And I, I assumed that McConnell would project for more minutes than he is now. But you know, looking at it, if they're gonna play guys like Jordan Wara and, and Drace Walker, who, who they've been playing at times here, and, and just give these guys a couple minutes here and there, um, and then obviously have a handful of guys just in between 24 and 28 minutes, it's gonna be difficult for him to to get a ton of run. Um, the one guy that stands out to me is Jalen Smith. He's just such a good permanent producer. So, um, he, and he's a guy who you're typically not expecting a ton of minutes from regardless. So he's a guy that makes some sense here. Uh, obviously a really good matchup. He just had a big game against Boston. Uh, and I think he played 23, 24 minutes in that one. So it's like, he's projecting for a similar amount of minutes. And then McConnell, like I mentioned, Nemhard, these guys make sense as, as value plays. Aaron Neesmith also projects. Okay. But, um, yeah, he's not really a very high upside guy. Uh, I think I would probably prefer to look at guys like Nemhard or even maybe Bruce Brown as a contrarian play uh, before going to Neesmith, who's been better this year, but typically in, in past years, he hasn't been a, a super high ceiling guy. And also, just to be clear, what you're seeing on the screen right now are our algorithmically generated projections from overlight, overnight. They're preliminary. So our projections team, who are behind the scenes every day, Adjusting minutes, adjusting usages, adjusting everything. Uh, they will come in and start making adjustments throughout the course of the day. That's why it's very important. As I always say, check your timestamps. Yeah. Always check your timestamps. Uh, another team, you mentioned Embiid is out. Uh, from what I could tell on Twitter, because this is all I know about the NBA DFS, is from people tilting on Twitter. Apparently, uh, when Embiid is out, uh, Maxi is supposed to do well and never does. But the the 76ers have 122 implied team total in a game that it's a 245 with a one and a half point spread. Uh, how do you how do you not play this game? Like, how do, I mean, Tobias Harris, uh, Tyrese Maxey. I mean, especially if Melton's out also. I mean, is this you just play Maxey and hope people have recency bias and say, they're getting sick of playing him with them beat out because the, the Sixers just don't play well enough. Yeah, and and the thing about Maxi is, you know, he all of his underlying numbers look really good with Embiid off thirty three percent usage rate. Uh, it's just his shooting; it's been it's just been bad, right? Like you're not typically expecting a guy to go out there and, and shoot, you know, one for nine every game, you know, from three. Like that's what Maxi's sort of been doing the past uh, three or four games. He's you know two for uh, eight, two for fifteen. Sorry, over his last two games from behind the arc. Um, and that's obviously going to be, you know, you know, a lot of variance there r- related to that, but his assist numbers have been up. He has, you know, three, uh, three out of his last four games, seven plus assists. So his assist numbers have been up and that's a big thing. And beat has been facilitating so much more this year. So they need people to be able to fill in that. So Maxie's going to have the natural ability to fill in there. The minutes are always going to be high for Maxie when the game stays close, which is what we're expecting in this game, you know, with the close spread. So yeah, I think you just sort of, uh, you just, you just enjoy and you hope that he's going to be, you know, left off of people's radars because of how bad he's been as of late. But 8-9 is also a really good price for him. So, yeah, I think you just go back to him here. But if Melton's out, I like Tobias Harris again, 6-9 uh, here. He's also been, you know, performing much better with uh, these guys off the floor, obviously. Uh, but it's all been because of volume. Outside of last game, we only had six shots. He has like six or seven games in a row with 13-plus shots. So uh, if he's going to continue to shoot the ball, uh, he, should, he should continue to benefit from these guys being out. Currently, right now, uh, it, sorting by the RGB column, 
And for people that may not know, the RGV stands for Roto Grinders Value, right? Technically, it's really salary adjusted value plus minus, right? So comparing what the amount of points to like make value at the at the salary, how many points above or below it? It is. It's a better metric than the point per dollar because it takes into account raw points. So it's like someone could be a point like eight eight x point per dollar for three k, but that's only twenty four points. So like that that isn't that isn't a lot. So this take the RGV takes into account that getting seven more points than average for an eighty five hundred dollar player is worth a lot more than getting seven points for some very cheap player. The top of the list is Terry Rozier right now at eighty five hundred more than Maxi. 38 minutes for the Hornets, who only have a 111 implied team total. Can can you explain? Is it is it just that you just play anyone against the Kings and their efficiency just just like they're gonna make everything? It doesn't matter, even though they're underdogs at home. Yeah, I actually um, took this over on the morning grind, so I thought, I thought the number was just a little bit low. Um, so maybe that's something to sort of explain that as, as to why maybe the projection looks better than. You would expect based on, you know, the, the team total and the implied game total there, two thirty and a half. I think when I talked about it last, night, it was actually at two thirty five. So um, yeah, I think this game it's got to be because the Kings are on the second half of a back to back where they had to work hard against the the Pistons. Surprisingly, even though uh, they ended up winning pretty easy, they were actually down by like twenty at one point. Um, but yeah, with no uh, you know no Lamelo Ball, no Gordon Hayward, Rozier just had a ton of usage. Um, so he makes some sense there for sure. And like you mentioned, the Kings have just been you know, pretty bad defensively. Did the Kings w- beat the Pistons last night? Yeah. Uh, the last time the last time I checked my props or whatever, the Pistons like were, were up by like 20 in the first half or something. I want to say the Kings won by like, tw- yeah, they won by 21. <laughs> the Kings won by 21. <laughs> I think at one point when I looked, uh, the Pistons were up by 20 with like seven minutes left in the first half. And by halftime, they were down by like five. So it's just like, they're like just incredibly bad. It's like they are almost impressively bad. Right. All I know about that game is I hit a, a $30 bonus SGP on Bet365 yesterday. There you go. Doing doing that game. Just by using, just by using our statistical projections. That's it. That's it. Right. 30 into 1080. That was pretty good for a yeah. 30 plus 3,500 SGP with the whatever Damn. boost or whatever. I don't normally do those huge ones, but I don't get them that I, I get I get greedy because yeah. I don't get the bonuses <laughs> that often anymore because I win too much. Uh, so it's like, <laughs> uh, who can I take? Because the, the, basically I had the Duran, Duran and Bogdanovich overs. And it's like, well. Like I'm taking like their PRA, their RA, like all of them only just that because you need to have three, right? It doesn't matter that the odds don't move up that much. It's like, just give me, give me some money. I mean, if they're there, these are all 10 plus percent edges in our projections. Just give it to me. I don't care that it's, that it's like plus 275 combined. And then I'm like, well, these other three in the game on the other side, they also show like 8% edges. Well, I'll just, I'll add this and I'll add that. I'll see. It's like, do I stop at plus twelve hundred? It's like, no. I'll add this one. Okay. <laughs> as long as the thing is, is that as long as they're all plus EV according to our projections, by enough to compensate for the hold. As you start adding more into an SGP, 
realize that the hold increases. So like you, you want to make sure you're not just putting in stuff just to put in stuff, make sure you have an edge on these. And then you yeah. also don't want to make anything that is, it becomes obviously negatively correlated, especially when most of these sites don't take that into account. They, they don't take that into account and they don't give you an extra price on it. Like at a certain point, Kyle, I don't know if you do do that many SGPs. I only really do them when I have like bonuses, when they give yeah, it to same. me, it's like, Oh, $10, no sweat, $50, whatever the hell. Like I'm, I'm really only doing it then. Uh, but on prize picks, this would be very similar. Cause you're always taking like five or six. Like at what point we may show, like, for instance, we may show, I mean, I'll show the pick and tool. Uh, we may show, for instance, that uh, uh, everyone on the on the the Hornets, all their assists are overs, like all of them. Like, but would you put like all of them in one? Because like, how many assists yeah. can are there to go around? Like, imagine imagine going, you know, Rozier's over, Bridges over, Brandon Miller over, Cody Martin out, like, like unless they score a ton of, like, do you really want to put four? assist props of four or four players that are on the court at the same time together, even though like maybe there's a 10% edge for each of them, but at a certain point being that you have to hit all of them yeah, that, you know, the third and fourth ones start becoming like they, they reduce your edge because it's less likely that the other guys hit. How do you take that into account with some of these, like, especially the pick'em sites, if you're not doing SGPs? Yeah, I will say, you know, like even for me personally, like I agree. The only time I really do the the SGPs or is if I have bonuses. And a lot of times these days, if a site will give you a bonus, like it, you have to do a, a an SGP. Like it, it could be a parlay bonus, but it needs to be like a there has to be a same game leg in there. Uh, and that's because you know they they know what they're doing. That's where they have their biggest margins is in same game parlay. So I try to stay away from them. But sometimes I've been building them. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to take two guys because they're on the same team, and it's like a assist prop or a rebound prop, and you know, sometimes they are negatively correlated for sure, but also there's a lot to go around in the NBA for sure. So if like if, if there's an edge on the line, it's typically just because the, their number is too low compared to our number or my number or whatever. So I don't definitely I think four is too much, I would say, um, but I like two or three. I would say three was probably OK, but definitely I wouldn't shy away from two just because, again, like if you are seeing an edge on on that number there, it's typically going to be because of the fact that um, there's a good number um, based on th they're, they're having it too low or maybe we have an over or something like that. So um, I would definitely say that I wouldn't go, I wouldn't want to go crazy with it, but um, you know, I, I would think that two or three, two or three from the same prop is definitely fine. And then for sure, like for, for rebounds, um, you know, a lot of like, for example, in that Kings game, a lot of the Kings project well for me from a rebounding perspective, just because of how good Charlotte is uh, for a matchup. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say uh, to keep an eye out for that as well. Okay, so you can see our prop model here. I don't know if you have any any that you're looking at today, but I mean, it seems like if we look at just the top three. I'm I'm hiding it. I'm hiding it for a reason, Kyle. One, because you have to pay to get this right. You have to pay to get our projections. You have to pay to get. Our, our prop model, our pick'em tool, you got to pay for this, right? If you just want it on its own, the props and pick'em package is cheaper. The, you could you could just get that and you just get this. You could even download, you know, you could even download the, the CSV of the projections. But 
It also comes with a combo premium package if you're playing DFS as well on all the sports or everything. You can do this for, for everything, right? And as I as I always say, I don't want you to get this. I don't want you. I'm I'm, I'm actively I'm, my sales pitch is that I'm only going to show you the top three because I don't make any money if you from Roto Grinders if you sign up. There's no affiliate fee. I don't get a commission or anything. They pay me to do the shows. Sure, I guess, but I use these, and the more people that that use this the more the lines will move. So I don't want you to. So please don't, don't, I'll show you the top three. Cause I'm going to do, I'm going to be doing, you know, the top hundred today. So like, like here's the three, we'll show you the top three from what, what, what I can see right now, manual quickly over four and a half assists, Chet Holmgren under seven and a half rebounds, Bam Adebayo under four and a half assists. Are, are these are, these are on your radar. Remember, remember Kyle, you have to explain to me why why these things are overs or under. Because me, I just like close my eyes, bet a hundred things, wake up, and I probably have money in my account. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, uh, that's the, the, only, the only things that I that I would be concerned about is if these are on teams that were expecting you know some guy to be out. Like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be taking uh, Ingram and McCollum unders today yeah. right now. Right, like I wouldn't be doing that with Zion, not knowing if Zion's going to play. Like the Celtics ones, I'm not even sure if the props are up, but I wouldn't even touch the Celtics props unless you have some take on how you think they're going to actually, you know, what their starting lineup is going to look like. But I'm looking at these teams, like, like I could, I could take these three, right? Yeah. So for so for the Celtics game, I I think these guys played this those the. Spread was at minus six last night. It's at minus nine now for the Celtics. So they, those looks like those guys would play. I would guess based on the the numbers there. Um, in terms of the props that you just pulled up, uh, Adebayo, I think that's probably just a uh, just a high number there in terms of what he's sort of been producing. Obviously, uh, Jimmy Butler's out, um, but again, it's also not the you know, the the best matchup. Oklahoma City's been fine defensively. Um, nothing. They're pretty much middle of the pack. So it's not crazy, um, but he's been just. I would say just not producing at that number. I think he's averaging less than four a game this year. And Butler's been out for uh, for a large portion of the year, honestly. And then even in games with Butler out, three point seven assists per game. So yeah, I think the uh, I think the Adebayo one's fine uh, in terms of who's the first guy quickly, right? Um, quickly over four yeah. and a half assists and Holmgren under seven and a half rebounds. Yeah, the quickly number I like a lot. Um, he's been over this number in every game that he's been, uh, I think maybe except for the first one as a Raptor. And he actually didn't close last night, which I think is going to be weird. Uh, he played 26 minutes in the last two games, so it seems pretty consistent. But he played 37 minutes in the Kings game uh, three games ago. I think he's going to be a guy that plays 30-plus minutes every night for this team. I think he's I think he's just great. Uh, I, I think he's one of the better players on the team, actually. So, um, yeah, I like the number for quickly. And then let me see where I have Holmgren at. Um, Homegrown, I have. I'm going right now. You can see on the screen. This is what I do. Oh. I'm gonna. I'm here. Why not? Why not do it here? Forty bucks done. Yeah, and then Homegrown, yeah, I have at. I have projected for seven rebounds uh, for myself as well. So, um, yeah, tough, tough spot there against Bam. So, yeah, I think um, it wouldn't be surprised if Homegrown again, like for a guy like Homegrown, especially for these centers, he's been producing poorly from a rebounding perspective as is lately. But you also now factor in the the fact that it's a bad matchup. The line is probably at kind of where his baseline is because he's averaging 7.3 rebounds a game. You also have to factor in that there's pass to the under with 
potential foul trouble here dealing with Bam. So yeah, I like the the home green number as well. Bam, forty bucks done. <laughs> and then we also got uh, what what else is what else is at the top for you? Autobio under four and a, four and a half assists, right? Adebayo, four and a half assists. Let's let's go under minus one thirteen. And I mean, if you want to show, I mean, like the thing is about the prop model, it'll show you based on our projections what the win percentage of under four and a half is. So, and what the edge is. And this is all it is, is like, what's 70% as an American odds? That's like minus 220 or so, right? Right. So you look under four and a half should be priced minus 220. And you go, oh, well, this is at minus 113, right? Minus 113 is like 50 53 and a half percent right so you can compare like like one of the biggest skills that you could have as 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 a sports better is being able to at least estimate at least estimate if not just literally get an odds converter right they're a little calculator to just be able to convert american odds to implied probabilities right or even decimal odds it depends depends on what you're using them for right just so you can get a sense of like, like, oh, well, what happens if Bam Adebayo's under four and a half was minus 200? You'd be like, wow, that's, well, I'm laying 200. It's like, well, according to our projections, right, he's a 70% chance. Like minus 200 is 66%, right? So technically that bet would still have a 4% edge, right? Once you get used to kind of converting all these things, even just, just estimate, right? Minus 150. That's 60%. Plus 150, 40%. Right? Minus 200. 33, you know, 66%, 33%. You just get you get used to kind of these numbers and then every, everything in between. So you're not scared off by like lines that are like, well, I'm I'm not going to take plus 200 on this. It's like well, that's 33% chance and we're saying that it happens 45% of the time. Like that's a humongous edge. Who cares? Yeah. Go, take it. Right? So yeah, I'm looking the- here, 40 bucks minus 113. Right. And then you could also compare to the, I mean, obviously we show all the legal books, you know, we show you the best number, right. Where it is at FanDuel. I mean, you could do that, but I mean, if you wanted to go elsewhere, you just, you could use this chart and go, well, I, let's say I don't have, I'm limited on Let's say FanDuel hates me. Right. FanDuel said, go, go screw yourself. You can't bet here anymore. And you're like, well, I would still want to use the top 20. It's like, well, just take these win percentages and go to wherever you are. And as long as it's better than the number, yeah, you may have less of an edge. Maybe maybe Chet Holmgren's seven and a half under isn't an 18% edge. Maybe it's only a 16% edge. That's yeah. still fine with me, right? So getting yeah. used to understanding what win percentage and edge is and just how to convert American odds to implied probabilities, I mean, that's very similar, Kyle, right, to when we look at projections in uh, that – would normally be in, in line of HQ. I don't know. They updated the projections and I'm not seeing anything. Uh, understanding that the F points column is like a 50th percentile outcome. Like the floor and the yeah. ceiling are like one standard deviation. Like they all go with probability, right? That when we say that, you know, someone's median projection is 48, that doesn't mean we think he's going to score 48 fantasy points. It just means 50% of the time he scores more and 50% of the time he scores less. That's, it's really all that all that it means, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, in terms of like just taking even the like, even if you want didn't want to go to a, an odds converter, like essentially the the edge percentage is just our implied odds versus the book. So you can easily just find where the 
those edges are from a, a perspective. And that's why we sort it by edge percentage. That's that's kind of what we look at for for placing those bets. Um, and then you, you know, your point on maybe if you're limited on a book, a lot of the books actually have the same lines providers, especially the smaller ones. So or at least similar ones. So you're probably not going to be losing a ton anyway. So yeah, I would definitely you know not be afraid to shop around. Um, but even if you get limited somewhere, you're probably especially in NBA, there's so many consistent lines where, you know, yeah, maybe like maybe one site has them minus 125 and maybe the other one has minus 130. But for the most part, you're going to see pretty consistent lines uh, just because a lot of these books have the same or similar lines makers. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, that's a, a definitely a good process for it. I'm going, I'm going to prize picks now. I'm doing the same thing quickly. Yada bio looks like that we have a better edge on the under 16 and a half rebounds and assists, right? But we got the quickly one quickly, quickly over on the over assists, right? I believe on the pick them tool because these are the pick them tool and the prop model are all tied to our projections. So if you, if you want to, if, if, unless you're trying to bet on like 1700 things, like the top things are always going to show in these tools. And if you, if that's, you only want to make like one prize picks card or two prize picks cards or, on underdog or you only want to make you know i just want to make five prop bets today like like dude you don't have to even download our projections or anything just go just just literally go to our to our tools and obviously as i always say check the timestamps. <laughs> always check the timestamps. uh trey young bl- blocks and steals less okay let's take a look let's i'm just put i'm gonna i'm gonna put a, a five a fiber together right now Right, and I'm just using the blocks and steals. Is that less? I'm only I'm only to Kyle. I'm only doing this live on the air just to show that, like, like this is people don't believe me, Kyle. People don't <laughs> believe me that this is literally what I, I. I'm telling you, I get I get emails and I get messages. It said it can't be that you're just using like the Roto Grinders projections to bet on stuff. And I go, I am. And they go. <laughs> Well, how if if there were if it was profitable, like why wouldn't more people be doing it? I go exactly. <laughs> I go. I thank God they don't. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, so like, <laughs> I I don't know what else to say. It just it makes no sense to me. Kyle Kuzma less than ten and a half rebounds and assists. Let's go there. Kuzma less than ten and a half rebounds and assists. Less? Are we doing the less? Less, where's the less? I don't even know. Right? Less, less. Okay. Now, the thing is, is that you're not going to win every day. I mean, the whole thing is that, yeah, I do this. I bet in volume and I make six to 8% over the course of time, which better than DFS cash games and less variance. So like, like don't, don't judge our projections or what you do by a very small sample size, but like, I'm just going to do this. It's like, okay, here's a five. Here's a five or one, two, three, four, five. Right. Typically, I do $30, right? There you go. Done. Right? And I may pay, I may play a couple of more. And I may, obviously, after the show and a little bit later, I'll download the projections, Kyle. And I just, I'll, I'll take 20 minutes and I'll put in probably somewhere between 75 and 100 bets. Right? It sounds like you need a lineup optimizer for betting. That's what I wish there was a CSV <laughs> upload. If, 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 the, if the if the if the sites had CSV uploads, I could do this even quicker. 
Yeah. The problem is Seriously. that you, I mean, they don't. You do. You have to do it manually. I have to use the find function. I like the fact that most of the books do offer functions that make it quicker. Yeah, for sure. So, like, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is that if I'm on DraftKings, like, I'm just gonna go. Let me get all my rebounds props in, and I just go to the rebound screen, and I just find, you know, all the rebounds props, and then just I'm flat betting them. So it's like 30 bucks, 40 bucks a piece across the board. And then I go to the points. Then I go to, do I have any PRAs? Do I have any PAs? Do I have any R? And by the time, and I just go ding, 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 ding. And I use the find function in the browser to type like the guy's beginning of his first name or something. It takes me there and I put it in. I put it all on one thing, take all singles and I'm done. Right. FanDuel is a little bit more complicated, but they do have a search bar. So I'm able to just go player by player and just go search bar, find it, gone, done, in, 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 in. Can I get it all done in an hour? That's my that's my goal. Can I can I get can I get three to five thousand dollars in bets in under an hour? That's my goal, Kyle. So do you ever come back later and you know look for you know new sometimes. new lines? Yeah. Sometimes if I feel like it. Yeah, I'll, I'll normally do. Obviously, like, I'm paying like attention to NBA throughout the day for everything. Right. So like I just it's just easier for me to do it naturally. But I'll because I'm I'm up late usually, so I'll. I'll set up my stuff to to run the numbers on my model at like two in the morning, put in my initial bets, come back at like eleven, put in a second round of bets, and then kind of wait until you know I have all my updated projections and I'll look at the line, see if there's anything else out there. And sometimes I get really good numbers even on um, stuff later in the day, just because I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes when news breaks, um, my I mean I think my model sometimes I I feel better adjusting to news than some books do so um yeah sometimes i like to get even late numbers as well so kind of do like three rounds of bets right i mean if there's no correct answer to this because there are edges out 24 7 yeah right there's probably you could build a lacrosse model and there's some goalie (laughs) saves on some book that's off that gets updated at eight in the morning like you get to the point where like there's a cutoff and there's no correct answer to the where's the cutoff so like Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to check the NBA lines at five, six o'clock at, at night, Eastern. And sometimes I just don't feel like it. It's just like, okay, well, what happens if you miss something good? It's like, I'm betting 30, 40 bucks each. I'm not, I'm not like trying to get 10 grand down. I'm not doing that type of stuff. It's like, dude, yeah. I got a hundred bets in like one extra thing for 40. Like, let's say my, let's say, for instance, this is, this is how I view it, Kyle. I view a very similar poker hourly rate. So if I'm flat, like if I could get, let's say, $4,000 down on $140 bets, let's say, if my average expectation, even if you take into account that some of these edges may not be completely correct, the models aren't perfect, let's say it's 5%, right? That would be nice, 5%. People are greedy. They think you're getting 20, 30%. You're not, right? Maybe short periods of time you are, but 5%. Yeah. On on $4,000, on $4, that's... It's 200 bucks. Yeah. So how much is my time worth? So I need to be at like, if I could do that in an hour, then give me the $200. But like, imagine me going, well, what happens if you're going to miss this 20% edge? This, what happens if you have a, it's a 50% edge at six o'clock. And I go, I'm betting $40. You know what that expectation is? 20 bucks. Yeah. Right. So I, the, 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 you understand what I mean? Like at some point you are you going to spend all 16 hours a day staring at your screen for 1% edges? Like some people do. And that's it, fine. And, 
and one thing is for the most part if there's a 50 percent edge and i it's not even just me telling you this anyone who works on the prop model will tell you this if there's a 50 percent edge there's probably something wrong with the projection just right. because the book's typically not that wrong so right yeah that, so again you're probably the sweet spot for me is like you know at 15 20 percent edge uh in our prop model and sometimes even lower like you know later in the season the last two weeks we had a great uh, great two weeks uh, and the, pro- the the edge numbers were so much lower but it's just you know it's still you're, you're never going to see like a 50 percent edge so you, you don't have to have that fomo of like oh i missed out on a 50 percent edge because if there's a 50 percent edge the projection's probably wrong so um yeah well that's the paradox of of prop betting is that the more and more it's, the line is off, the less and less it's likely that you're right and they're wrong. Yeah. Right? yeah. The market wouldn't be off by that, right? And then what happens is that the reason why I bet flat rather than Kelly is that you get into with prop betting. Now, with sides and totals, you could you could do Kelly stuff because it's a much more efficient. It's an actual market. Uh, but sometimes you'll see an NFL where it's like, wow, this, this shows as a 38% edge. And it's like, if I bet kelly i'd be betting like i'd be betting like twenty seven thousand dollars on the, it's like it's like what ends up happening is that if you do kelly or even half kelly or quarter kelly is that you're going to be betting more on the bigger edges but the thing is is that the bigger the edge the less likely that it's right so what ends up happening is that you're betting more in on opportunities that you're more likely to be wrong or off you may not be wrong, but you may not have something that shows that the 38% edge may only be an 11% edge. So yeah. it's not like it's bad to bet on it, but if you went by a Kelly system, you'd be betting way too much that you'd end up going broke doing those numbers rather than bet on everything as if it's a 5% edge. Like bet on everything as if it's a 8%. Like do something more like that, and it kind of protects you, especially if you're betting in volume. Yeah. If you're not betting in volume, you're just saying I'm taking four or five bets, you're playing kind of a different game. Then feel free to go, you know, I'm going to bet 200. I'm going to try to get 500 bucks a piece down. Now, you're playing, you know, $300 cards on prize picks, right? And then the problem with doing that is that if you do too well, you end up back down to here's $8.72 and good luck, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anything else, uh, Kyle, uh, that coming out today, tomorrow, NBA, NFL, what's going on with you with content? Uh, I'll be on the NBA show later today um, with Dean and Squirrel, I think. Um, so I'll be on that later. I think that's 5 p.m. Eastern time. And then have some some football content coming out for the wildcard week with all the lineup HQ tags and Sunday best and all, all that stuff. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, looking forward to a good week of wildcard uh Wildcard week. I I like the way they have it set up where it's uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday games. So um, yeah, I think it'll be a good week of some some good football. Hopefully, hopefully the Lions can come on with a win. That'd be nice to see them get their their first playoff win and maybe ever. Uh, I, I don't even know if that's. I, I think that's ever. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, looking forward to it. And just want to let you guys know, for tonight's NBA slate, we have Sim Labs in beta for NBA open for free tonight obviously you can't use it now i mean remember nba is very fluid so they'll run the sims later today right and they'll obviously update it over and over again depending on you know news and projection changes so if you want to test out our sim labs product which is part of our combo premium package you never have to pay extra for it so if you want to try that out tonight rotogrinders.com slash sim labs slash nba 
You can use it for tonight's NBA slate. And that's going to be running in beta from today through Sunday. And then after Sunday, it'll be behind, you know, the combo, premium, whatever, you know, membership. So if you want to try that out tonight, test it out in beta. All right. Remember, I want to say beta because get get into the SimLabs Discord channel. If you see any bugs or anything, always let us know. And we'll be adding more sports, right? NBA, FanDuel, MLB coming up, NHL, who knows, right? So we're building this out. So go try that out. Rotogrinders.com slash SimLabs. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Hit that subscribe button if you're new here and hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. I'll be on uh, tomorrow with Will. We'll be talking some NBA, NHL props, you know, anything, anything that you're thinking about. And daily fantasy props and pick them on Roto Grinders today.